And I feel like coming down. I'm so vata right now. If you're anything like me, you will know exactly what that statement means. And no matter what your predominant dosha or body type, we can all develop imbalances in any of the three doshas. So if you are more pitta or kapha, this still applies to you. And in this episode, we will be taking a look into how to balance the vata dosha through diet and lifestyle. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nick Broadhurst, and that song you were listening to was the second single I ever released called Take Me Down. And I have to say, I freaking love performing that live. And it will also be on my debut album, which comes out on June 29th. Yes, I'm so pumped. Now, when I wrote that song, I was feeling incredibly challenged by the level of resistance I had developed to putting my music out into the world. Every time I hear it now, it feels like it's coming from a different person. I can't even imagine why I ever blocked myself from sharing my music. But in the end, my resistance did not take me down. But there is one thing that can and regularly does, and that is a vata imbalance. Now, just so I avoid repeating myself, please make sure you listen to Ayurveda Series 1 first, which you can find at iamnickbroadhurst.com forward slash 21 through to 24. And if you skipped ahead to this episode, that is like so Vata of you right now, then please resist the urge to jump around and be all flighty and head back to episode 77, your digestive fire, then 78, rekindling your digestive fire, 79, the root cause of disease, and 80, the antidote to aging. Listening to this series sequentially will make so much more sense as I have specifically built it in layers so the information builds up layer upon layer. All right, so honestly, on the topic of Vata, I could spend an hour or 10 hours on this topic. I am uber familiar with balancing Vata because it's my daily challenge that the universe has assigned to me. And rather than talk about all the ways you can imbalance Vata, I'm going to approach this from the perspective of pacifying or balancing Vata because Really, the imbalancing part is just the opposite of that. So we don't need to talk about that as well. And it sort of has a negative yucky vibe anyway. So let's be done with that. So I want you to remember four things when it comes to Vata, okay? One is nourishing. Two is warm. Three is calm. Four is regular. Nourishing, warm, calm, regular, right? So first, let's talk about lifestyle and how these apply. To pacify Vata, we want to make sure that we get adequate sleep and not too much because anything in excess will imbalance Vata. Just adequate, right? Just so you wake up feeling fresh. 
And I've spoken about this before, but in general, we want to be looking at around eight hours of sleep from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And that would be the absolute latest in my books to go to bed personally, ideally 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., which is what I aim for, so that you can get up before the world and start your daily routine. Because yes, a daily routine is very pacifying for Vata. Next, we want to stay warm. A very quick way to imbalance Vata is to allow energy to leak from your body. And we can do this by going barefoot when it's cold or not dressing warmly enough and exposing ourselves to windy environments. Remember, Vata is air. So more air ain't a good thing. If you can manage to live in a warm environment, then your Vata will thank you. So it's no wonder why Melissa and I have slowly been moving to Noosa because it's warm all year round and we both love it. You also want to live in a harmonious and balanced way with the natural rhythms of the earth and of your body. Mother nature for Vata is your best friend. So spend time in nature to calm your naturally overactive sympathetic nervous system. Meditate daily, so important. Practice yoga and do gentle forms of breathing exercises which I will discuss in an upcoming series because breath work is a massive piece in this puzzle of life. And if you're familiar with the Wim Hof method, which is a form of breathing for charging up your mitochondria, that is one form of breathing the Vata types want to be cautious of because that can really stir things up. It's a lot of air going around your body and around your cells. So just be very, very mindful of that particular method. It can be great in short bursts for certain situations, but long-term use for Vata, you really want to tune into your body and see how that's feeling. Next is avoid anything that is draining, right? We want to avoid all emotional, physical, and mental excess. Actually, a good way to think of this is imagine your favorite spiritual master, maybe someone like Buddha, for example. I picture Buddha as calm and moving at this gentle, slow kind of kapha pace. See if you can live more in that energy rather than go, go, go. It's a really good visual to have when you're feeling imbalanced. And one thing I love so much is daily self-massage, also known in Ayurveda as Abhyanga. Before you jump in the bath or the shower, give yourself a quick dry body brush to stimulate your lymphatic system. Then get half a cup of warm organic cold-pressed sesame oil and massage your whole body right? It's a really beautiful practice. It's a way of honoring your temple. It takes me about five minutes and I try to leave it on as long as possible to let it all soak in, maybe about 10 minutes. And then I'll have a shower or a bath, which further helps the body to absorb that oil because oil is ojas. And we spoke about that in the previous episode. Now onto food, because I know you're going to be wanting to hear about food. So to balance Vata, Rather than go into all the different foods, I'm going to focus on the tastes, okay? So to balance Vata, we want to favor warm over cold, oily over dry, grounding over light, and smooth over rough, right? I always grew up liking chewy cookies. I hated crunchy cookies, right? Crunch aggravates Vata. The tastes that we want to lean more towards are sweet, lucky us such as root vegetables, fruit, ghee, grains, eggs, seeds, nuts, and oils. And sweet is the bedrock of a vata pacifying diet. How cool is that? 
And for me, the sweet potato is seriously the perfect vata food. It's very sattvic, it's grounding, it's sweet, and it's full of color. But overdoing sweet will lead to imbalance, so always in moderation. And it's not an excuse to go out and smash sweet potato chocolate brownies. I mean, I must admit, it's definitely a weakness of mine. When we make it at home, it's so good. But sweet can be very grounding and nourishing, which can build strength in our naturally catabolic vata body type. Okay. Next would be sour, such as lemon, oranges, and grapefruit. These can make amazing snacks, but always away from food. Okay. Think of sour as more like a garnish to your meal. So if you're using lemon on a meal, it's just a squeeze, right? But other things like oranges and grapefruit, away from food. It's also really great for stimulating digestion and helping your body eliminate toxins. Next would be salty, right? So salt can stimulate digestion as well and appetite. Plus, what happens when you hang out in the sympathetic nervous system for too long? Okay, this is a very vata thing, very sympathetic. You burn out your adrenals and salt or sodium feeds the adrenals. See, it all fits together, right? But again, not in excess, okay? Because we learnt about the sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic foods in the previous episode. So we've got to watch out for that. Anything cold, right? Like cold water, ice cream, actually cold carbonated water with lots of air in it. Seriously, not your friend. And the tastes we want to lean away from and minimize would be pungent, such as chilies, raw onions, and radishes. Bitter, such as dandelion greens, eggplant, and chocolate. Yep, chocolate. Sorry. And whenever I'm seriously imbalanced, I always crave chocolate. And hmm, no wonder this week I've been craving chocolate. What does that tell you about me? See, honestly, Ayurveda is like the keys to the matrix. It gives you this new lens to see life through. You start to look at, oh, why am I eating so much chocolate? And it all starts to make sense, right? And the next taste to minimize would be astringent, which is basically anything that leaves that dry feeling in your mouth, like a unripe banana, black beans, soybeans, chickpeas, adzuki beans. And you can also find astringent tastes in green apples, pomegranate, broccoli, cauliflower. But it doesn't mean you can't have them, just don't make them your focus, right? If I just lived off cruciferous vegetables, that's going to be very butter imbalancing for me. Whereas if I steam some carrot and some parsnip and some zucchini, some beetroot, super beautiful sattvic vata pacifying sweet foods. And if you do want an exhaustive list of vata pacifying foods, honestly, just ask Dr. Google. But the key thing here is to understand the tastes to favor and the tastes to minimize. Once you have that, everything starts to make sense. And of course, you need to understand how to live a Vata pacifying lifestyle. You can go much deeper into this, but what I'm doing here is showing you the main things, right? Now, in the next episode, we're going to be diving into balancing Pitta. Now, I am a Vata Pitta, so this is also important for me. And I'll talk about how to balance more than one dosha, because you have to keep an eye on your predominant dosha and other doshas as well. So if you're not subscribed to the show, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast app because I don't want you to miss any shows. And if you can head into iTunes and leave me a radically honest review, 
tell me what you want more of because I love reading your reviews. And I don't really, I don't often read them, but actually I've read one, I think. Maybe, maybe not. I don't think I've ever read a review. But today I'm going to start. I think it's interesting. I get to see what you like. And sometimes, you know what? It's just kind of nice to know that my work sitting behind this microphone is making a difference. So, Rach Bond said, compelling and timely. Love this podcast. It's so poignantly delivered, addresses the issues we all face, being human and how to gracefully and with intent move forward and grow. I love that because honestly, I am human as you know what. And yes, we are spiritual beings having a very human experience. And all this podcast is about is me sharing all the things that I've learned. I was going to say mistakes. (laughs) All the lessons I've learned, the things that have supported me along the way. And my hope is that you just find this information supportive on your journey because we're all here to grow. Please do me a favor, share this episode on social media and tag me at I am Nick Broadhurst and I will personally respond. And last, head into Spotify, search for my name, which is now Nick Broadhurst, not Broadhurst. It actually changed today in readiness for my name change for my album, which comes out in a week. And yes, I will be called Nick Broadhurst. I will speak about that on the 29th of June. But please follow me in Spotify and add some of my music to your favorite playlists. And remember today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you, be gentle with yourself, be love, listen to your intuition. If you're feeling imbalanced, if you recognize Vada imbalance, come back to the middle, come back to the middle of you, live a Vada pacifying lifestyle. And as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps. Ciao. And just before you go, just wanted to let you know that the information and views presented in this podcast are personal and for educational and entertainment purposes only. The information presented is not intended as a substitute for medical or professional advice. Please seek advice from a qualified medical practitioner before starting any new diet, health or lifestyle practice. There you go. Catch you soon.